0: Hello listeners, this is Freelance Friday with Vae Casey, a podcast all about freelancing through the opinions and experience of a current full-time freelancer. Today, got a couple of questions on Twitter that we're going to be talking about. Coming from The Wayfarist, she asks, question number one, how do you go about choosing which projects to work with? Do you take everything thrown at you or are you picky? Well, uh... I let's see. First of all, how do I go about choosing which projects to work with? Uh, honestly, part of it does have to do with budget, but um, because you know I have to be able to pay bills. But also beyond that, um, I am a little bit picky with projects because I I have certain types of people that I want to be working with, and and which kind of is like people that know how to communicate well, people that understand what they're looking for, more or less, like what their objectives are. Uh, and so there are a few ways that I kind of vet clients. And a lot of times, uh, when I first started out in freelancing, uh, I think I had more of a mentality in where I would ask people, like, what are you wanting the video to be? And, and really tried to take more leadership from them or input from them as far as like how to make the piece when really they're coming to me to solve a problem which is they need a video and can't make it and really I should be trying to help be more of a problem solver I feel like than just providing a video service for them and so now whenever it comes to talking with potential clients um, while I do try to take into consideration what they want video wise, or what they think they want. Ultimately, I try to get to the root of where are they planning on using the pieces? And what are they hoping to accomplish by using them? Because what I'll find a lot of times is that the way like what what they're hoping to accomplish doesn't translate well in the way they thought it would through the video. And so the idea that they had for the piece doesn't doesn't work for what they, for their objectives. And so that's where my expertise comes in where I can say like, okay, cool. Like, this is like, I see what you're wanting to do, but it's not going to work that way. Um, like I think it's better to go about things this way and here's why. And then I, I explain it to them and really provide value on the front end of things even before we get the project started. Um, and, and, and so, that's kind of how I choose which projects I work with a little bit. Uh, And then I I am kind of picky with stuff because I do have certain types of clients that I want to work with. And, um, but a lot of times it doesn't actually come down to me having to go, I don't want to work with you or I'm not going to take on this project or I don't feel like this is a good fit. What ultimately ends up happening is that just through communication and talking things kind of just like don't work out sometimes and usually it's them saying hey i don't think this is going to work out which is fine um but some of that also may be because i haven't been as good at reaching out to a wider range of people and having more inquiries uh now that i'm starting to do that a little bit more i could see there being more of a possibility where there being projects come in that i go like hey i don't feel like this is a great fit um So I'm not going to take it. There was one project recently, actually, that I, that I did pass on. Uh, and it was like, it was, uh, I think it was a highlight, like a recap video, basically for an event, which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I think that from what I remember, the job paid fairly well, um, considering what the work was, but for me, like, that's not the kind of work I want to be doing, uh, I don't want to be doing like event recap stuff or weddings. Like I've told you before, there's like certain types of work that I don't want to do. I, I focus more on on like commercial type work and like documentary style type of work. And neither of those, you know, event stuff doesn't fall into that category. And so that was kind of one of those where I went, well, this is not the type of project that I want to take, so I'm going to pass on it. Uh, and And it's hard to do that whenever you know that you're kind of to some extent leaving money on the table per se. But the truth is that like, there's always more work to go around. Like it, in my experience, it always works out somehow. All right, let's see. Question number two from the wayfarist. How have you built up your personal equipment? I struggle on the front end with getting high quality equipment without getting the jobs first. Well, to be very candid with you, um, over the years, I bought a lot of gear on credit, not exactly something that I would say I recommend doing. Because um, I wouldn't if you can get great quality gear without going into debt, I would really, really, really recommend doing that. Uh, but I think that there are some times whenever you can leverage it well, prime example, this iMac here, whenever I got it, I think it was, man, it's been like six years ago now, but I took advantage of Apple's like 12 months, no interest on financing, uh, and signed up for a credit card and bought it on that and paid it off within the year. Now, and so I, you know, I didn't pay any interest on that, but downside is I've actually used that same card for a lot of other gear and I've paid so much more interest than I would have on the, the iMac itself, and so like I mean really it's if in hindsight like I would say probably not really worth it to use credit but uh I mean that's that's a lot of how I've acquired the gear that I have also I've just worked my ass off to be able to to have it most of the money that I have that or that I make goes into buying gear and stuff to be able to do more of what I love uh and and I think it really helps also to know what you're trying to do uh there's a lot of tools a lot of gear that you can have that uh that's great but is it something that you actually like really need for what you're doing and so part of my thought process too is kind of is this piece of, before i buy a piece of gear is this like is this really a piece of gear that i need my buddy uh jordan used to jordan lessig used to have this question he would ask himself when I, before he would buy gear of is getting this going to help me make more money? And there's a lot of times that the answer to that question is no. And like, like, for example, if I have a laptop, that's perfectly capable of me, you know, of handling all my editing needs, then do I really need to buy that 27 inch monitor? Mm, probably not, like, it's probably not going to help make me make more money. Um, but at some point, I'm probably am going to get it but uh in asking that question like that's that's one elimination that I can make and go okay I don't need that piece of gear what's the stuff that I actually do need Uh, and so I think having a grasp on what you're trying to do is helpful for selecting the gear to get and then just sticking with essentials and and knowing like what's the kind of the minimum I need to be able to get great work done, but ultimately, gear is only going to be as great as the person that's using it. Um, and while great ears, great gear is great, and I I, I love the stuff that I have. Uh, if I didn't know what I was doing and how to use the gear, it wouldn't really make that much of a difference. And so I would say really that if you can't afford the best gear, like don't sweat it quite as much, focus on the stuff that you can do with what you have. I've seen a lot of people, myself included, get caught up and in, in not make progress because of making excuses for why they couldn't or why I couldn't because of certain gear that I didn't have instead of asking myself, okay, well, what can I do with the stuff that I currently do have? And and I think taking that mentality has helped me a lot as well. So hopefully those kind of answers your questions a little bit, gives you some insight, help. Um, ultimately, these answers I've given you are just kind of my opinions. And you can take them or leave them. I don't really care. But hopefully you get something out of it, as with all of the, the stuff on this show next week. I've got my friend Wade Griffith, an architectural photographer based out of Dallas, Texas, coming on the show. We're going to talk about some of this stuff, and he's going to give some of his opinion and experience as a freelancer. Um, thanks so much, Lizbeth, the Wayfarist, for your questions. Appreciate your uh, input in the show. And so much, thank you so much to all the people that have left reviews on iTunes. I'm kind of blown away by this. Even more reviews than before. And the subscription count is skyrocketing. Every week, every day, even that I look at the analytics to see what the downloads are like. They've gone up. And I'm pretty blown away by this. And so I think I'm going to continue to do it for a while. As long as you guys keep listening, you guys, you girls, whoever keeps listening, I think this is something that I'll keep doing. Please help the show grow. Share this on whatever social media platforms you're on or tell people in person that works too. Take take advantage of being able to ask questions and please help shape the show because really this is not about me. This is about the listeners, the viewers, what you want to have on the show, what you want to learn about, And uh, there's a lot of ways you can contact me to do that. Here's a bunch of links for you. It's uh, SoundCloud, Twitter, Facebook, all those places. All in Vacacy. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you next time. Freelance Friday is a Vacacy production. Vacacy is a full-service video production company based in Dallas, Texas. Vacacy. Big video production value, freelance agility and scale.